Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good afternoon, everybody. It's the Sports Beats Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Thank you so much for being here. It is Friday, week two, high school football all over the Chattahoochee Valley. And I'm going to break down every matchup for week two and review some of the matchups that happen in week one. Later on the show, I'm going to have my broadcast partner from CTV Beam and the CW Jabama, Corey Bank, as we will break down the Jamboree game between Russell County, Eufaula, and Southside Selma, and preview tonight's game between the Russell County Warriors and the Harris County Tigers. You don't want to miss it, so let's go. We did have several Thursday games last night. Let's start with Troop County and Hardaway at Callaway Stadium. Man, that Teo Todd kid is special. Playmaker for the Troop County Tigers. And they get the big victory over the Hardaway Hawks, 49-21. to Troop County is the real deal. I believe they've got a shot against Callaway next week. That is going to be a massive game against the Callaway Cavaliers. Meanwhile... I happened to be briefly in attendance at Kennett Stadium as I was checking out the Shaw Raiders taking on the Kendrick Cherokees. And this is a rivalry game, and it was pretty much all Raiders. They went up 48 to nothing, and they were able to hold on and beat the Kendrick Cherokees 48 to 8. And don't look now, but the Shaw Raiders are 2 and 0 on the season. They will travel up to Hamilton, Georgia next week to take on the Harris County Tigers. And I really like their chances to possibly even go 3-0. If Shaw just continues winning like this, this could be the feel-good story of the year in high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. And when my new rankings come out on Monday, I'm going to take into strong consideration the Shaw Raiders being put in my top 10. That was just a special game. I know that Kendrick, they went 1-9 last year. They're rebuilding, have a brand new coach. They're trying to get back on track. But the plays that I saw, Shaw was just moving the ball with ease. They took a 21-0 lead at halftime, and they never looked back. Shaw just looks impressive. And from what I've seen so far against Harris County, I think they got a shot to beat the Harris County Tigers on the road next week in Hamilton, Georgia. Two great Thursday night games. And because I'm calling games on Friday nights, it was nice to actually be at Kennett Stadium just to enjoy a high school football game. It was a pretty decent crowd for a Thursday night game. A little drizzle, a little rain in the forecast, but the Shaw faithful did turn out to Kennett Stadium. And I was very impressed with the fans at Kendrick as well. Week two. And I am going to start with the game that you voted for on Twitter. The Sports Beats High School Game of the Week. Actually, I'm kind of surprised. It's Brookstone and Glenwood. It's going to be at the Swamp in Phoenix City, Alabama. I actually thought that the ideal choice for High School Game of the Week was the Heritage Bowl, but it actually got the least amount of votes. you got to vote on these Twitter polls. If you follow me on Twitter, just get on there and... Vote for the high school game of the week. The Twitter poll is already out for next week's high school game of the week. And right now, there's a clear-cut favorite. It's Troop County and Callaway. And and there's no question. That is running away with the votes. But let's get back to week two. As you have a Glenwood team that played St. Ampicelli for the first time in school history, they lose 28-13 despite a touchdown by JT Banks. Now they get to host Brookstone. Brookstone's first game this season, right? So you look at Brookstone. 
Brookstone was a team that was in single A private last year. They finished eight and four, and they lose in the second round of the playoffs to Prince Avenue Christian. But they're looking for a little bit of payback after losing to St. Ampicelli in the Brucelli game. But this time, Glenwood gets to face the other private school on the other side of the river, the Brookstone Cougars. This is the high school game of the week. But in this Week 2 matchup, I expect Glenwood to bounce back and get the victory over Brookstone. It is rivalry week, Week 2. And there's been a lot of talk and buzz about the Carver-Spencer game. The Heritage Bowl at A.J. McClung Stadium this Friday night. It is going to be exciting. This is a non-region game. Carver, under first-year head coach Pierre Coffey, went all the way to the state title game last year, but fell to Benedictine. After getting an impressive 41-10 victory over the Hardaway Hawks last week, they're taking on a Spencer Greenwave team with a lot of confidence They have leading passer Gary Gaithier. And Spencer comes off of a 34-0 victory over Glenville on the road. Something's got to give. Spencer has not beaten Carver since 2017 when Pierre Coffey was the head coach at Spencer. I expect this game to be a lot closer than people think. And it's going to be a big crowd at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. We do have another high school football game in Columbus. I know that the Heritage Bowl is getting a lot of talk, but there is another game at Kennett Stadium Friday night. And the Columbus Blue Devils hosting the Jordan Red Jackets. Jordan returns to the gridiron after only playing four games last year and their season was canceled because of injuries and COVID. But the players are excited to return to the field And Jordan also goes down to 2A. These two rivals playing at Kennett Stadium tonight. So we do have some great games. And another game that is a big rivalry game is the Backyard Brawl. These two schools, Central and Smith Station, are separated by six miles of Opelika Road. The game is going to be in Smith Station. Two years ago, Smith Station only lost to Central 35-7. I know that Central has got some great players. They won the game last year 56 to nothing. If head coach Mike Glisson wants to stay in this game, he's got to make sure that Jackson Greer stays upright. Protect Greer when you have the ferocious pass rush of Tamarian Parker. Central just got off an incredible 41 to 27 win over Hewitt Trustful last week is there pressure now that central is ranked number one according to the alabama writers association for 7a because right now with thompson losing to buford hoover losing hewitt trustful losing right now it's central number one and auburn number two central does have that pressure but they do have a quarterback that has taken over the realm for caleb nicks who has gone on to play for the clemson tigers jalen sims has controlled this office. He passed for over 200 yards, had a couple of scores, a electric, dynamic quarterback under head coach Patrick Nix's system. I believe Central is better this year than they were last year, and I just enjoy hearing all the trash talking behind the scenes on Twitter, the Central fans and the Smith Station fans going back and forth. These two schools do not like each other, and it is so fascinating. And I'm a little biased. I mean, I call games for Smith Station. I'm going to be calling the game next week when Prattville comes to T.C. Britton Field at Panther Stadium. I think that Smith Station can build off of their big loss to LaGrange last week, 49-20. Remember, that game was close in the first half. If R.J. Tucker does not break away with four seconds left to go to end the half and LaGrange goes up 21-13, who knows what could have happened in the second half. But Smith Station played them close. Now you're playing a team where you pretty much have to give it your best to try to stay in the game with Central because it could get ugly by the first quarter if they make mistakes. Just hold on to the football. Don't make the big mistakes. Maybe feed off some momentum with some big plays. But you're talking about David versus Goliath. I mean, Central has three players right now and maybe even more. But they have three right now that's going to play on Saturdays. Auburn is going to be on the road after getting an impressive 
17 to 14 victory over Hoover. They're now ranked number two, according to the Alabama Writers Association in the 7A poll. And they will travel all the way down to Enterprise, Alabama, their first region contest. Enterprise is a very tough team in 7A region two, always a playoff team. And Auburn is going to try to build off that win in Montgomery. They've yet to play at Duck Sanford Stadium, but this is going to be a big test for the Auburn Tigers. Next up, what can you say about the Opelika Bulldogs? 29 to 28. They were down 14 to nothing against the Callaway Cavaliers. Roman Gagliano gets him in position, gets the touchdown, then goes for two, the two-point conversion to Tay Gay, and Opelika gets the 29 to 28 victory over the Callaway Cavaliers. Now they travel to Montgomery, Alabama to take on Jefferson Davis. I expect the Bulldogs to win. They're actually ranked third in my top 10 rankings for East Alabama. So I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Then you got Lee Scott Academy. They're ranked fourth in my rankings. So just basically going off of the teams that are listed in my rankings, starting with East Alabama, you have Central number one, Auburn number two, Opelika number three. Lee Scott Academy is number four, but they have a bye. And then the next game that I want to talk about is Valley versus Lynette at Dan Washburn Stadium this Friday night in Lynette, Alabama. I had Coach Story of the Lynette Panthers on the show earlier this week, and he talked about how important this rivalry is. A fan said to him at a convenience store, you got to beat Valley. That is the number one goal by all the players, coaches, staff, the fan base. Lynette wants to beat Valley. Valley is a 5A program. They had a very close loss to Hanley in week one, 22-20. But now they're taking on a Valley Panthers team that's young, but they had a very impressive win over Notasalga, 27-0 in the kickoff classic that took place at Hanley High School on Saturday. The Lynette Panthers are going to try to get revenge after that loss they faced a Valley last year. Lafayette is taking on Bullock County. All right, now I got the Hanley Tigers. They're coming off of the 22-20 victory over Valley. They're 1-0 on the season. They will travel on the road to take on St. James. That's also 1-0 on the season. And now we get to the game that I'm calling, along with Corey Bank. The anticipation for this game, and this game means so much to me with me living on the border of Muskogee and Harris County. The Harris County Tigers, who are trying to bounce back after losing their home opener to Troop County 33 to nothing, is taking on a Russell County Warriors team that went 6-4 and four last year. They looked very impressive in their Jamboree games between Southside Selma and Eufaula. I'm going to have my broadcast partner, Corey Bank, on the show later. We are going to break down those Jamboree games, and we are going to preview the upcoming game between Russell County and Harris County. So we'll save that for the later of the show. Then you got the poke away. Lochapoca, after getting a big victory over Lafayette, they are hosting the Beulah Bobcats, who got shut out by Abbeville in week one. Then the Eufaula Tigers. They looked impressive in that first Jamboree game against Southside Selma. Copeland Cotton looks like that dude. Eufaula is hosting Stanhope Elmore. And the Eufaula Tigers, they went down to 5A. I expect the Eufaula Tigers to actually do well. Now, here's a game that if Beauregard actually wins, I think they're going to be in my top 10. Beauregard gets the victory over Selma week one. They are hosting the Central Lions out of Haynesville. So the Hornets of Beauregard is trying to get to 2-0. We do have a Saturday game as Chambers Academy will travel across the river, hop on 22 all the way to Macon, to take on First Presbyterian Day. Chambers Academy is not afraid to play anybody. After losing to Lee Scott Academy 33 to nothing, they want to bounce back and they want to try to get the victory. Well, that is all the high school scores for week two in the state of Alabama. Now let's cross the Chattahoochee and go to the state of Georgia, the Heritage Bowl. What can you say about this? Been played since 1962. Just the class act between these two high schools and the alumni, the fan base, they love their football and they are passionate fans. And I think it's going to get bigger next year if it ever moves down to Otis Spencer Stadium. The Heritage Bowl is going to be packed. 
DJ Jones and Thrift Behringer will be on the call for the high school game of the week for Sports Visions. I actually was texting Thrift saying, I really want to watch that game, but I'm going to be calling the Russell County-Harris County game. Is there any way I can get a replay of the game? Because I just am fascinated by this game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. And Spencer is a lot better this year under Joe Kegler, their new head coach. You got a new head coach for the Carver Tigers, Pierre Coffey. I expect to see some fireworks. I expect to see a big crowd. And it could be one of those games that goes down to the wire. Callaway Stadium with the Northside Patriots taking on the LaGrange Grangers. You better watch out because there's going to be some highlights. It's an unstoppable force meets a movable object. Malachi Hosley ran all over the field as Northside defeated Columbus 42-7 to last week at Kennett Stadium. Malachi Hosley is looking to do the same thing to that Grangers defense. That was stout against Smith Station. They actually got several stops that allowed LaGrange to build momentum, and I think that that was the difference in the game. Jalen Brown is a very good quarterback. You got Malachi Fanning Render, great running back. R.J. Tucker, great running back. Magic Johnson, electric wide receiver, kick returner. You can actually put him in the flat. You can put him in the backfield as a halfback. But he's also one of those players that you don't want to kick it to either. In this non-region game, these two schools are known to be playing each other every year. Northside being in 5A, they changed their region a little bit. They want to try to build momentum off that win over Columbus. And LaGrange is just happy to be back at Callaway Stadium where that place is going to be rocking with Granger Nation. I'm very impressed with what the Grangers have done so far this season, getting the impressive victory over a 7A program in Alabama. I expect LaGrange to win, but I think that Northside, they got a special player in Malachi Hosley. I think that Northside is going to keep it close. All right, the Callaway Cavaliers, they're trying to bounce back from that heartbreaking loss to the Opelika Bulldogs, 29-28. Callaway is still a state title contender. Now they go on the road to take on a 4A program in Cedartown. It's going to be tough because next week they got Troop County. Callaway, their first three games of the season, they have a very tough stretch. And they look to bounce back. I actually think they get the victory here. I think that Callaway goes up to Cedartown. They win the ball game. They go one and one. And they get ready for what I think is already going to be dubbed the high school game of the week for week three. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than Callaway and Troop County up in the Troop County area. Right, Heard County. Let's go up a little bit more, up 27, up into Franklin, Georgia. Heard County Braves. They've always had a great football program. They are taking on Pike Liberal Arts. We talked about Jordan taking on Columbus. That's going to be a very intriguing matchup. Chatco opens up their season by hosting Pelham. Pelham is 0-1 on the season. Chatco, it's their first game of the year. Some of the other smaller schools in the Chattahoochee Valley. St. Ampicelli, 1-0. They travel to Macon to take on Tattnall Square Academy. You got Sly County and Manchester both on a bye. Calvary Christian is taking on Pinecrest Academy. You have Central out of Talbotton taking on Miller County. And uh, the battle of, of two schools in single A if you're ever driving towards Macon, you know, you go through Butler and you see Taylor County. Taylor County, they really love their football. A lot of these small schools in West Georgia, they love their football. Taylor County is taking on Crawford County, a small school out of Roberta. And so this is a big rivalry game for Taylor County and Crawford County. Greenville, trying to bounce back from their 34 nothing loss to Spencer, is hosting Terrell County. And now it's time to give some love to the Noonan area. I'm going to break down all the Noonan football scores. And what better way than to start with Landmark Christian? Landmark Christian, my word, what have they done? Head coach Tommy Lewis, who's a friend of the show, he's normal guest on uh, Ryan's Morning Show on Mondays. What Landmark Christian did to beat a 6A program in Rockdale County, 17-16, to And now they will take on St. Francis. Both teams are 1-0 St. Francis Knights out of Alpharetta, Georgia. That should be a fun game. Now let's talk about the East Coweta Indians. 
as they lose to Stars Mill last Saturday, 27-17. to They get ready to take on Noonan. Both teams trying to get their first victory of the season. Noonan, a 6A program, lost to Sandy Creek on Saturday as well, 38-27. to Some of the other teams that are in action this week include the Whitewater Wildcats. After defeating Northgate on Saturday, they will travel to take on Union Grove. You got Trinity Christian, who surprisingly loses to Woodward Academy, but they take on Fellowship Christian this Friday night, and that is a road game. Stars Mill, 1-0 on the season, taking on Northgate tonight. Fayette County loses to McIntosh last week. They are taking on Mundy's Mill tonight. 4A Region 4 is a very tough region that LaGrange and Troop County just happened to just be in. With Stars Mill and Whitewater going from 5A down to 4A, you would think that they're going to just run away with this region. But a lot of people are picking Troop County. LaGrange is another very impressive team that I think is going to do well in this region. All right, make sure that you go vote for the high school game of the week for week three. The choices are Callaway and Troop County, Enterprise and Central, Shaw at Harris County, and Hardaway at Northside. So go vote right now. I'm going to say that it's probably looking like it's going to be Callaway versus Troop County. And that's the right answer. That game is massive. Both teams are in my top five. So right now I am going to recap my top 10 teams in East Alabama and my top 10 teams in West Georgia. Starting with East Alabama, number one, there's no surprise that it's the Central Red Devils. And why not? They're ranked number one by the Alabama Writers Association for 7A. Central is clearly the best team in Alabama right now. And I think that Central has the ingredients to win a state title. It would be their first state title since 2018. And I think they could do it. Number two, the Auburn Tigers. What do you expect? They go down to Montgomery. They take care of business. 17-14 to over Hoover, a top five team in Alabama. And that jumps Auburn up in the rankings as they're ranked number two right behind Central. Not trying to get ahead of myself, but really, if you look at the calendar, and Auburn has to take on Opelika, Central, Enterprise, Prattville, Robert E. Lee, it's just going to be great football one week after the other. And I am just privileged I get to be a part of it. Number three, so my top three teams have not changed. I still have Opelika number three. After getting the gutsy win over Callaway, 29-28, thanks to a two-point conversion from Roman Gagliano to Tay Gay, Opelika travels down to Montgomery, and I expect Opelika to get the victory over Jefferson Davis to go 2-0. Number four, Lee Scott Academy. They are the first in my poll from the AISA. Now, like head coach Story said from the Lynette Panthers, It doesn't really matter what region or what classification you are. Football is football. The kids are going to play. Lee Scott Academy has got a dangerous team that returns a bunch of starters. And that win over Chambers Academy, 33 to nothing, proves that Lee Scott Academy is not only going to compete in this region and possibly win it, but they could go pretty far in the state playoffs. So my ranking is not going to change with Lee Scott Academy. They have a bye. So they have a very well-rested bye. And then next week, they take on Monroe Academy on the road. Number five, the Lynette Panthers. What can you say about Lynette and their dominating performance over Notasaga? 27 to nothing. Coach Story was a guest on the show earlier this week, and he talked about how young his team was. But they just love their football. Coach Story is a two-time state champion winning state titles in 17 and 19 got to the third round of last year's playoff game but i think the region is still tough it's not a foregone conclusion that lynette's going to win this region i mean highland home comes into this region as well you got lafayette you got real town you got some very interesting opponents but it's rivalry week i think valley and lynette is the best rivalry in the chattahoochee valley it's at dan washburn stadium that place is going to be packed i expect this game 
to go down to the last minute. These two teams do not like each other, and they love their football, and they want to prove something. Lynette lost last year, and they want to prove that they belong. A 2A program. Coach Story said that they could play anybody, and they're playing a 5A program in Valley that is playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because, you know, losing to Hanley, you know, they want to try to get some payback. Number six, Hanley. Hanley had a very impressive win over Valley over the weekend. Hanley is one of those teams in 4A that you don't want to take for granted. And I know sometimes we forget about them because they're kind of on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley up in Roanoke. But they are still a legit championship contender that has got a big, tough road game against St. James. Number seven, the Russell County Warriors. Yeah, they haven't played a game yet, but they were very impressive in their Jamboree games against Southside Selma and Eufaula. They have got depth at running back. Kelston Popcorn Tarver is only a freshman, and he is backing up Drew Pickett and Davey Brown. They're a talented group at running back. Robert Calhoun, and he's got a backup quarterback in Mitchell Green who could also throw the football. They don't have a problem with depth when it comes to quarterback or running back. And if you got to worry about A.J. Black out in the flat because he is a very dynamic electric player, you still got Cam Bullock. You still have Quan Cheetah Harper. You've got some offensive weapons that Russell County has. And their defense has improved under new defensive coordinator Kendall Lacey. So I got Russell County number seven. Let's see how they do against Harris County tonight. Number eight, Lochapoca. Their coach said state championship or bus. They had an impressive 38-6 win Saturday afternoon against Lafayette. It's the Polka way. And they are hosting the Beulah Bobcats. Number nine, Eufaula. Eufaula's first game of the season after being a part of that jamboree up in Russell County against Southside Selma, which they look very impressive. And then they lose to Russell County, 15 to nothing. I still have Eufaula very high in the rankings because they're going down to 5A and Copeland Cotton returns as the starting quarterback for the Eufaula Tigers. And number 10, the Glenwood Gators. Now, I know that Glenwood loses to a very talented St. Ampicelli team, 28-13, but they have an opportunity to bounce back under first-year coach Ryan Nelson. He coached under that famous coaching tree led by Jamie DuBose that won a state title for Central. Ryan Nelson's got a very talented running back, J.T. Banks, and the Glenwood Gators have a chance in their home opener to make a statement against the Brookstone Cougars. So that's my top 10 out of East Alabama. And the rankings could change next week, depending on what happens in these games tonight. Now let's go to West Georgia. And you got to start with the Carver Tigers. What can you say? An impressive 41-10 victory over the Hardaway Hawks. It was closer than people expected. Hardaway had a 10-7 lead at half. But there was a lot of penalties, a lot of sloppiness. But Carver gets the victory in a non-region game, and now they're taking on Spencer in the Heritage Bowl. Number two is Callaway. I did not drop Callaway in my rankings because that might have been the game of the year between Callaway and Opelika. And Callaway had a shot at winning that game. Deshaun Coleman with the 80-yard pass to Sanders. Callaway jumped up 14-0, but Opelika just went for it all and went for the two-point conversion. The most exciting game so far this season. Callaway's got a big test going up to Cedartown, a 4A program that actually made a deep run in the state playoffs last year. But I still have Callaway number two. Number three, I've got LaGrange. LaGrange, a very impressive victory over Smith Station, 49-20. They have playmakers everywhere on offense and defense. Coach Napier has got the Grangers playing at a high level. They are one of the top teams in their region, and they take on a Northside Patriots team at Callaway Stadium this Friday night. Number four, the Troop Tigers. What can you say about their win over Harris County? 33 to nothing on the road. It was a dominant win as Teo Todd has seven total touchdowns, two passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns. He's got 11 touchdowns on the year. Number five, Schley County. Schley County, they won against Tattnall Square Academy last week. Schley County is one of those single-A programs that I decided to put back in my rankings 
because of the level of play that they play at at the single-A level. But they do have a bye this week. So as they prepare and they get ready to take on Early County on the road next week. Number six, the St. Ampicelli Vikings. This was the high school game of the week for week one. Pacelli did not disappoint. A large crowd at Dimel Field, 28-13 over Glenwood. And now they will take on Tattnall Square Academy on the road in Macon. Number seven, Hardaway. I put them back on my list and for many reasons. Hardaway is a great football team. And they went toe-to-toe with Carver in that first half. Hardaway is one of those teams that, despite their record, 0-2 to start the season, they go toe-to-toe with the big boys. I know they're missing Michael Williams. He's now at Georgia. They went 6-5 and five last year. They did have a lot of close games, but Hardaway is the class act in Columbus. But they have an opportunity to make a statement next week when they play Northside. That game is going to be at Kinnett Stadium Friday night. Now, so far on the season, Hardaway has played two very talented teams, Carver and Troop County. Hardaway is in a winnable region. Hardaway is going to have to come out and make a statement against Northside because this is a very good Northside team as well that was very impressive week one against Columbus and should have a good showing tonight at Callaway Stadium against LaGrange. But I think when the new rankings come out on Monday, I think I'm going to put Shaw in my top 10 and I'm going to drop Hardaway. If you think of top high school football teams in Columbus, you think Carver, you also think Hardaway. Hardaway is a very good team, and if they were still playing all these teams in the region, they would be considered number two right behind Carver. But Hardaway has remained in Region 4. I'm going to be interested to see what this region looks like with Hardaway and Shaw, but you also have teams like Cairo and Westover. Number eight, you got Chatco, Chattahoochee County. And they will host Pelham. Number nine, the Spencer Green Wave, which moves up in my rankings after an impressive 34-0 win over Greenville. And they will take on the Carver Tigers in the Heritage Bowl tonight at A.J. McClung Stadium, 7.30 kickoff. I have a new poll out on Twitter. Man, I just love these polls. Who will win the Heritage Bowl? An overwhelmingly amount of people, 92% in fact, say that Carver is going to win the Heritage Bowl. But is this Spencer's best team? Do they have the best shot at beating Carver? I can't wait to listen to the replay of that game with Thrift Berenger and DJ Jones. I actually talked to DJ at the Shaw Kendrick game, and I just mentioned to him that I really want to listen to the game, but I'll be calling the Russell County-Harris County game, and and I'll listen to a replay of the game. That's going to be exciting i mean we're all just ecstatic about high school football on a friday night the big question is after the results of the heritage bowl do i drop spencer if it's a close game if carver beats spencer but it's a lot closer than people expect does spencer get my respect and they stay in the rankings and number 10 the north side patriots malachi hosley running all over the place rush for over 200 yards an impressive 42-7 victory over the Columbus Blue Devils. And they got a big test at Callaway Stadium tonight against the LaGrange Grangers. So that is my top 10 list for West Alabama and East Georgia. It's now time for that part of the show where I preview all the way out to week 7 some of the intriguing matchups that I expect to be games that I would be interested in attending in Columbus and in LaGrange. So let's go. We're going to start with the Thursday night games. So next week, September the 1st, Jordan hosts Mount Zion at Kennett Stadium. All right, let's move on to week four. Week four, Thursday night. On September the 8th, LaGrange will be hosting Upson Lee at Callaway Stadium. And for week four, there's no other Thursday night games. None in Columbus, which I find odd. All right, week five, the week of September 15th and 16th, we have Spencer at Kendrick at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium on a Thursday night. Then on a Thursday night at Kennett Stadium, you have Sumter County taking on Northside. The Friday night games are Harris County at Hardaway at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. 
And then Columbus at Shaw at Kennett Stadium. The Thursday night game at Callaway Stadium up in LaGrange is Whitewater at Troop County. The Friday night game is Stars Mill at LaGrange. So that is week five. That's September 15th and 16th. All right, week six. This is September 22nd and 23rd. I don't see any Thursday night games for Columbus. And I don't see any Thursday night games for LaGrange. Redon takes on Callaway Friday night at Callaway Stadium. Troop County and LaGrange are both on the road. So Friday at Kinnett Stadium, it is Jordan at Shaw. And then Friday at A.J. McClung Stadium, it is Rutland out of Macon against the Spencer Green Wave. Week 7. This is September 29th and 30th. We have a Thursday night game at Callaway Stadium, Riverdale at LaGrange. Then we have a Thursday night game at Kennett Stadium, Spencer at Jordan. Kendrick has a rare Friday night game at Kennett Stadium against the Academy for Classical Education out of Macon, Georgia. And then at A.J. McClung Stadium that Friday night, the Columbus Blue Devils take on the Carver Tigers. And on Friday at Callaway Stadium, North Clayton takes on Troop County. So that is all the way up to week seven. That is the entire month of September. If you are a resident of Columbus or LaGrange and you want to check out a high school football game, that is the schedule on which teams are playing at Kennett Stadium, which teams are playing at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, and which teams are playing at Callaway Stadium. For those of you like myself that is wondering when Otis Spencer Stadium is going to open, I received the information from WRBL's Jack Patterson, and he showed me the tentative date, mainly because of the fair that goes on at the Columbus Civic Center and the Fountain City Classic, which will move the venue to Otis Spencer Stadium. So October 20th, Otis Spencer Stadium, Kendrick hosting Southwest Magnet. And then on Friday, October 21st, Spencer taking on Northeast out of Macon. That is week 10, October 20th and October 21st. Week 11 on a Thursday night, October 27th, Carver is going to host Doherty at Otis Spencer Stadium. And then on Friday, October 28th, Kendrick is going to take on Rutland. Week 12, this is the first weekend in November, Spencer taking on Ace Charter, and that's the only game. All right, I've had fun talking high school football, and i got to say, doing this show has been a blast. I think it's about time to bring my broadcast partner, Corey Bank, on the show. We are going to talk about this upcoming game between Russell County and Harris County. Harris County 0-1 after losing to Troop County last week, 33-0. Russell County playing their first game of the season after playing Southside Selma and Eufaula in a jamboree. Look, the film doesn't lie. I've seen Russell County with my own eyes at the spring game against Tallahassee and in the two jamboree games against Southside Selma and Eufaula. Russell County looks good. I expect the Russell County Warriors to have a big season and possibly make the playoffs. They went 6-4 and four last year. The last time they made the playoffs was 2013. They should be able to make the playoffs this year. Their only hurdle in their region, I can only think of three teams that can get in the way of Russell County making the playoffs. Pike Road. They won the state title last year for 5A. Carvin Montgomery, who beat Russell County in Seal, Alabama, 41-31 last year. And Sidney Lanier who opened the season beating Robert E. Lee. Right now, those three opponents in their region should be the biggest test for Russell County. I still think Stanhope Elmore and Wetumpka and Park Crossing, they're all good too. But those are the three you got to watch out for. Harris County, under new head coach Tommy Watson, is going to have some growing pains as they have a rebuilding year, not only with their offensive line, but Levi Watson takes over as the starting quarterback. Harris County went 7-5 and five last year and went to the second round of the playoffs where they lost to Villa Rica. But in a rebuilding year, they've been slow out the gate, losing to Troop County at home 33 to nothing. 
Now they travel to Seal, Alabama to take on a very similar team in Russell County. Both teams have passionate fan bases, and they are the type of schools with the small-town atmosphere, but just outside the city limits of Columbus. We'll be back with Corey. And welcome back to the show. And on the show, as we get ready for this upcoming Russell County-Harris County game tonight, is my broadcast partner from the high school game of the week on the CW Jabama, Corey Bank. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Richard. It's going to be a great ball game tonight and upward and onward. Yeah, we keep trucking along. The high school game of the week this week is Russell County versus Harris County. We had the privilege of calling the Jamboree game last Friday night. Corey, I got to say, Russell County looked very impressive. The film does not lie. I've watched this team in the spring game, and I've watched them against Southside Selma and Eufaula in the two Jamboree games, and their talent really jumps off the chart, and they have a much-improved team from that team that went 6-4 and four last season. That is for sure, Richard. One guy that for Russell County we did not expect – to play and perform this well, that's running back Kelson Tarver. Number 19, a freshman running back who has so much promise. We saw him score two touchdowns, getting out in the second level, and he was explosive on the outside and made him a dynamic player. Man, he's a young talent. There's one thing for sure that Russell County has depth at running back. Drew Pickett, the three-star running back who's committed to Wake Forest, he didn't even employ. He didn't even play in the Jamboree games. We expect to see him carry the ball a lot tonight against Harris County. But let's talk about the matchup between the Harris County Tigers. Harris County trying to bounce back from their 33-0 loss to Troop County. We were able to see Harris County a couple weeks ago when they played in a scrimmage game against LaGrange. It's just a new culture with new head coach Tommy Watson. They lost a lot of key players from that playoff team last year that went to the second round and lost to Villa Rica. And it starts with their quarterback, number six, Levi Watson. He does have one of the leading receivers in the state of Georgia in Kobe Askew. This is going to be a tall task for the Harris County Tigers to try to get the road victory over a hungry Russell County team that's trying to continue to grow their program after a 6-4 and four season last year. Some other notable players, Richard, that they have. I mean, you talked about Kobe Askew. He is Levi Watson's favorite target when he gets out into the second level, he can be very, very dangerous. Number eight, most notably, a guy that Russell County is going to have to account for tonight, that's Jayshon Thomas, number 16, defensive end. He is a Division One commit going to Northern Illinois. He's a stud pass rusher. You can line him out in the wide nine technique, and he could use the swim move to get in. He's going to create a lot of uh, penetration up front tonight. That's going to be a guy that is going to be a key player for Russell County to be able to block. And, Corey, this defense under new defensive coordinator for Russell County, Kendall Lacey, has improved. We've seen them put pressure on Eufaula's quarterback, Copeland Cotton. And it starts with MJ Williams. you got great players like James Todd, Caleb Woods, Devin Presley, Royalty Sanders. And what has impressed you the most about this Russell County defense? James Todd. I got to say, last week he created so much havoc in the backfield. He was able to line up and do his bull rushes when he's bearing down. They tried double-teaming him. He was just getting right inside. It didn't matter if he used his athleticism with his swim moves or rip moves to get on the inside. It didn't matter if they bull rushed him from the outside part of a guard and tackle standpoint. That guy is a dynamic player, and he created a lot of havoc in the backfield and had a lot of sacks. And I expect Russell County... Robert Calhoun, the starting quarterback, although Mitchell Green did start in that first scrimmage game against Southside Selma, both are junior quarterbacks. The one thing about Russell County, even though Robert Calhoun was the starter all year last year, Mitchell Green has really improved into a pocket passer. If Russell County wants to shake things up and create a game plan where the Harris County coach, Coach Watson, has to prepare for both quarterbacks, Russell County has that option but they do have weapons everywhere. And it starts with Drew Pickett, the running back, but also number one, A.J. Black. He is a dynamic wide receiver, Calhoun's favorite target. 
and he gets open in the flat, not only in the backfield as well, he's a playmaker. He likes to run it, Jose Castillo on the return team. And then the up-and-coming wide receivers, Jaquan Harper, Cameron Bullock, they look like they are getting some catches, they're getting some playing time, and Calhoun has been spreading the ball around the field. But I got to tell you, I look at this matchup between Russell County and Harris County, two similar teams. Harris County is a 5A program out of Georgia, but it's going to be a challenge for Harris County to try to get the victory in seal. But what is the key to this game? How can Russell County get the victory against the Harris County Tigers tonight? How they're going to be victorious, they're going to have to create havoc in the backfield, get penetration up front from those guys, like you just said, Royalty Sanders, Caleb Woods, James Todd, those guys are going to have to beat Harris County up front. Harris County's offensive line is definitely not their strong point. I do think that's exactly where they can win the game, create havoc, create something where quarterback Levi Watson's going to have to get outside the tackle box. But we both know that Levi Watson's best part of his game is getting outside the tackle box since he's a mobile quarterback. It's going to be from the defensive line standpoint, and they're going to have to be proficient in the run game. That's going to lead with running back Drew Pickett, who's a definition of a balanced running back, has the ability to get shake moves in the secondary, lowering yards. The guys, it's a Division One commit going to Wake Forest. Yeah, Drew Pickett, he's going to be a demon deacon, and he had a major impact on the Russell County team last year as he was their number one running back. The key to Russell County is they got to get off to a hot start. A lot of those games last year, they – got the ball to start the first half, and then they ended up with a turnover. And that really puts you behind the eight ball. When the opposing team can actually score first and get the ball to start the second half, that really puts you at a disadvantage. So if Russell County gets the ball to start the first half, they have got to go down and score. And same when they defer to the second half. they got to get a big defensive stop because you want to play that game where you're going to have the ball to start the second half. That's, that's why LaGrange was able to – roll over Smith Station because they had that momentum. They got the final score in the, in the first half, and they were able to get the ball and score in the second half. And Russell County wants to do the same thing. Also, Robert Calhoun's going to have to have a great game tonight. Indeed, a mobile threat quarterback. He enjoys getting outside of tackle box since we saw this last week. He was proficient making those necessary throws to, to wide receivers like Cameron Bullock, who was able to get outside the hashes, making those throws to A.J. Black. He's going to have to use his whole arsenal tonight to really, truly take advantage of this Harris County defense. All right, let's talk about this Harris County defense because, you know, they gave up 33 points against Troop County last week at home. They gave up 42 points against LaGrange in the scrimmage game. But if you look at this defense, I mean, where does it start? I mean, you do have some players like middle linebacker Mate Yeoman you have Jacob Carley I mean you do have some seniors on this team but you still have a young team TJ Johnson a defensive tackle they're gonna have to get some playmakers that are gonna have to step up and make plays on the defense number 56 Jacoby Walker you've got some players that Harris County they're just gonna have to step up and make big plays if they want to try to win this game if Harris County is gonna have any shot tonight like you said T.J. Johnson, number 75. He was their leading tackler last week. Definitely interesting. He is short, stout. He got a lower center of gravity, and it's going to be very hard to block him. So in order for them to have a chance against Russell County tonight, it's going to start with defensive tackle T.J. Johnson and J. Sean Thomas. That's the only time they have a chance. Uh, Human, 43, middle linebacker. He's a great athlete, very strong run stuffer but he is not great when he gets outside the tackle box in coverage. So that's exactly where this game is going to be won by Russell County tonight. They're going to have to win this game throwing the receivers. They're going to have to take care of the ground attack. And I really hope they use more than Drew Pickett. I do think they should use Kelson Tarver, get him in the mix, Devin Brown, by changing up these backs and keeping them fresh. It's going to be very, very impactful in tonight's ballgame. Corey, we called the Smith Station-LaGrange game last week. Does Smith Station have a shot at keeping it close against Central in the backyard brawl? I personally don't think they do. Central's got a very, very strong team. But 
in terms of Smith Station having a chance, they're going to have to take advantage of it through their run attack. They're going to have to keep them inclined and be able to do what they did in the first half of the game. They're going to have to have great conditioning to stay with the central team. But personally, I don't think they have the manpower to do so. Head coach Mike Glisson for Smith Station says they have nothing to lose. All the pressure is on Central now that they are the new number one in the Alabama Writers Association poll for 7A. And it's still a rivalry game. Central is going to get Smith Station's best effort. But you're right. Central is just too special this year. They look like that they could win a state title. But we will be on the call next week as Smith Station will host the Prattville Lions. It will be our final trip to T.C. Britton Field at Panther Stadium. Corey, I really appreciate you taking the time and being on the show. Any final thoughts? My final thoughts are that this Russell County team is going to have a very strong week one. They're very gritty up front, both on their offensive line and defensive line. Guys, we hadn't talked about enough. Uh, Parker Pritchett, number 72. William Snellgrove, number 65. And number 73. MJ Williams, those guys great havoc and running lanes for the likes of all the running backs between the Drew Pickett, Kelson Tarver, Devin Brown of the world's quarterback. A lot of time to throw the football, whether it's going to be AJ Black or Mitchell Green. Corey, I cannot wait to be on the call with you tonight at Mitchell Field at Corbett Stadium. It should be a fun game between Russell County and Harris County. It's going to be a wonderful ball game. I have the privilege to call this game with you, Richard, and really get this going for the whole community. That's what this is all about. Seeing these young men grow, not only on the football field, but they're going to learn about what adversity looks like in life and to become better people of society. All right. That was Corey Bank, my broadcast partner on the CW Jabama's High School Game of the Week and Beam, your East Alabama cable provider. You can watch the game on Beam Channel 7 in East Alabama or on Beam's YouTube channel live tonight, and you can catch a rebroadcast of the High School Game of the Week on the CW Jabama at 11 to 1.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. For Corey Bank, I am Richard Holdridge. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Friday Night Lights, the high school preview review show here on the Sports Beat. I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.